I think I've got it. Courage, compassion, and wonder. Courage, compassion, and wonder. Courage, compassion, wonder. Flow, mistakes, wonders. Love, growth. Courage, compassion, wonder. Flow, mistakes, wonders. Love, growth. The likes in your pocket. Let's get to work. EX in your pocket, number 12. What's up, y'all? We wanted to finish one more episode before the year was out. We had none other than Miss Sonia Park. Vital piece of EX. Even more vital piece to Culture Shock LA. Somebody who just gives her soul, her love, her heart to those that are around her. Always makes everybody else's experience better. Whether you're at a party, whether you're at an event, whether you're at anything, she's always thinking about other people. So it was a pleasure to have her and just catch up about our years. Um, hear more about culture shock we did an asmr chip challenge we had kyle doing voiceovers i just had a good time just chatting about life and recapping on everything um in eix land we've got uh actually with this podcast uni just hooked up the back of our office into turning it into a podcast studio so we have like four mics it's outfitted we're looking forward to producing more of that he's also been working hard on all the audio for the podcast um, we've also got Solversations, which is our connection building card game um, coming out. It's actually getting shipped to our place tomorrow. So if you're listening to it tomorrow, which might be today, then it's already here. And we're going to share it, how you can get it. It's all basically about how to share connection and kind of go deeper and learn more about whether that's your friends or your family, but just on a, on a real level and kind of sharing what we do within our workshops and how we build our community. So um, look out for that. Uh, hope you all have a great holiday. Take some time to slow down, to reflect, think about your year, spread some love, spend some time with your loved ones, um, and enjoy the conversation. So hope you all finish your year strong. Much love. Take care. Be safe. Catch you soon. Peace. Okay. Okay. What number is this? This is 13? 14? Yeah, I can look, yeah. EX in your pocket. EX in your pocket. EX in your pocket. Wait, now how did it go? Oh, I think I got it. Oh, I think I got it. Courage, compassion, and wonder. Let's get to work. Now let's get to work. Now let's get to work. Damn. How long ago was it when you made that? Last November, it's been a year. I mean, I think I made it's that last a... November. It's like a year. We've been over a year at it. Well, we're making more than one. A, we're making more than one a month. Are we? Oh. What number is this? Is this thirteen? Be twelve. Oh, we're behind. Like okay, twelve we'll pick... months in a year. Yeah. So this is number twelve. This is our anniversary. There's eleven on Spotify. This oh. is twelve. Welcome to the year. Technically, the last there's one like was the yeah. collages one. Oh, the collage. Oh, and then we have we have Hannah, Hannah Said in the in the chamber. In the chamber. <laughs> we have a few in the chamber. Yeah, we have actually. Well, a few two minute interviews in the chamber. Yeah. When you say in the chamber, do you mean recording in your room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the chamber is Ray's bedroom. Yeah. Well, there's that one was actually out in the around the island. But yeah. The acoustics were. Oh. Chambery. Chambery. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're. Number 12. Ooh, what is this called? This is, this is not... I don't know. It'll come. It'll come. It'll come. Yeah. Well, welcome. This is our first... 
first sash in the Give it'll come name yeah. place. <laughs> Okshi. In the Okshi. In the Yokshi. 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 Sure is. Congrats, guys. Yeah. Number yeah. 12. Number 12. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just say it's tentatively number 12. <laughs> By the time this comes out, we don't know the number. Really. Okay. This one can get put on the back burner, and then we'll have six other episodes that finish. Should we just say a bunch of numbers so that you can? Hey, welcome (laughs) to number four seventeen. Guys, I'm really proud we made it to (laughs) fifty-four. Guys, I will say, 2021's been a crazy year so far. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, shit. So I was having breakfast with my son. Yeah, I can't believe it's two already. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Fl- flew to work in my car yesterday. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was cool. I think it was, yeah, no, we were talking, me and Kyle were talking. I think it was last year, around last time, where you got, you got your hip replaced. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I took a fall at camp out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> About number seventeen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, fifty-year-olds should be climbing. <laughs> yeah, no more bouldering for fifty-year-olds. Do the bouldering <laughs> workshop. Yeah, yeah, dude. We did our virtual reality food station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, tamales. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. All right. But if you want to think back to 2019, way back. Way back. Yeah. Whoa, way back 2019. Then. That was That's how much I remember. <laughs> year to review really? a year to review what a year it's been yeah. oh hey oh, look at that transition here we are here we are 2019 hey we're review. back and we're back i'm like dr manhattan i'm just in like three different places and times at oh, one time oh yeah watchman shout out watchman have you seen watchman Tony? i have i have seen it <gasps> once it's very good the movie yes oh you haven't seen the show there's a show. There's a show oh, now. You gotta watch a show. Is it on Hulu? It's on HBO. Oh man! <laughs> Can we get Sonia? We have a login, don't we? Are we using Beans as login? Hey, shout yeah. out to Beans. Shout out to Beans. Thank you, Beans. Thank you, Beans, from 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From your 2018 what? login. Thanks, it's really, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. <sighs> okay, I'll find a way. Yeah. Pre, thanks, Bean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, so this is our, if if this does turn out to be number 12, this <laughs> is our 2019 recap mm. with none other than the incomparable Asonya Park. Yokshi! Yokshi! Happy to be here. My second yeah. podcast. The first one was at Skid Row Coffee. The two-minute interview. The two-minute two interview. interview. Yes. That was yes. really scary. I felt really caught off guard, and I feel caught off guard now, too. So. <laughs> Did you know that we were recording? Uh, no. I think we found... Did I? Edit. She did know. I did. I did okay. know. I did know. Okay. I did know. I just, like... It's just your questions are just so good. It catches you off <laughs> yeah, guard. Yeah, I remember you were giggling, like, for a majority I, of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's meant to be hard. Yeah. But it's great. It's great to see people be like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is, but this is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, I admit it to everyone that I park in handicaps sometimes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you still do that? 2019? No, no, not anymore. Not oh. anymore. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. All that raise your consciousness. Yeah, yeah. 
have to be yeah. better after that. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Mm, too many interviews changes lives. That's interesting though, because that's kind of like, in a way, that's kind of what happens when celebrities make a big mistake, mm. right? And then, but then a lot of the segment of population might be like, "No, you can't change. That's the way you are." But mm. Maybe you just can. Maybe you can. Maybe you yeah. become aware and you moments that change you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Gotta own it first. Yeah, gotta that's own true. it first. Mm-hmm. No place to own it like a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's on there forever. Yeah. Yakshi. Do you want to uh, give us a little step back background on oh, you yes. and Culture Shock and how that all comes together and what this what this show is and where it's coming from? Absolutely. Okay, so let's start from the back. Good old days. Um, Culture Shock LA is a nonprofit hip hop organization dedicated to professional entertainment, um, dance education, and community empowerment. So we have uh, three mentorship youth uh, apprentice companies, and then we also have a professional dance company. And all the four dance companies kind of come together to create, um, I guess, a dance medley at the mm-hmm. end of the year. Um, usually it's to benefit another nonprofit or a community partner. Um, this year around, we wanted to kind of experiment more with empowering the kids to have that ownership. So um, this past season, being our 25th year, we created a benefit show for the kids called The Light. And then the adult team created um, like a little branch off of it and created like an immersive show. Mm. When is the light? It was at the end of, it was at the summer. And the storyline was actually pretty cool. It was just about how kids are all naturally born with the light. And the adults in their lives have to, you know, help maintain and foster and illuminate that light Mm. that they're already born with. And so the story is already called the light. Mm. Awesome. And how does that story feed into the immersive show? Uh, They were kind of working independently for a little bit. Um, it kind of first worked out as like a logistical issue because the immersive show was going to happen back to back to back and it was um, going to be really draining for like a five-year-old kid. Mm. He won't be able to dance for that long, but we still wanted them to have a special um, performance experience with the adults. So that's kind of how we kind of brought light together. But I think through that, we were challenged to create something different for the kids and it ended up being so much more magical. Like the kids mm. and the adults were starting to get emotional. Like I think people were crying at the end, even the parents, like people were getting like standing ovations for the kids. And I think the kids never really felt that in their lives. So to have like culture shock provide like a space and have the dancers fill that space. I think that was really, really, really special. I think the kids are just so brave like nowadays too like they're they're just starting even basketball or any like extracurricular activities they're starting it so much like earlier in their childhood and so they're just the they're just growing exponentially i feel like a lot of the kids are just so talented too now and they're already like learning how to express themselves creatively and artistically so it's really cool to see that kind of growth from like five-year-old to like a 17 year old because we <coughs> excuse me we, we i've literally seen ki- kids grow from like mini shock to like now future shock mm. and then now some of the future shock who graduate want to come back and give back to the kids and we see this kind of like cyclical like generational yeah. um pattern and i think that's really cool too because even some parents who used to be on culture shock 
now have kids and now their kids are go you know going through the program mm -hmm. so it really just feels like a big tribal community mm -hmm. of like just shock fam i think that's really cool to witness too and mini is what years minis are from five to seven eight and then we have the mighties who are kind of like the kiddos from like elementary school and then we have the future shock who are pretty much like the middle school high school kids so that's kind of how we chunk them out and a lot of the team or i'm sorry a lot of the youth teams are led mm. by current culture shock um dancers and alumni mm. so we just kind of have this like very internal support yeah. through our members everyone volunteers that's like the biggest mind-blowing thing yeah all volunteering that's kind of how we survive so you can't really you got to love it to do it mm -hmm. you can't just want to just spend a couple hours a week like it's it could be a lot because even some of the kids they rehearse every sunday for like four hours i think that's a long time for a kid especially yeah so. anything that i would do when i was younger that was that long like swim practice or other like activities and stuff that's a long time to keep their attention mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um yeah on a weekend yeah it takes a lot to be the the leader of that yeah. to be the the dancers that are volunteering to do that mm -hmm. and i'm sure like you guys also like volunteer and like connect with the kids and like you know like you see their growth so i'm sure like you also have that like understanding of just like fulfillment of mm -hmm. seeing those things yeah. happen so i mean for you guys to be doing what you're doing for 25 years it's obviously some something magical that keeps drawing people into it mm. i mean i know ian was in future shock right yes he came through as a future shock dancer mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. high school Mhm. Mm yeah and he's stayed with future shock I mean, I'm sorry, the Culture Shock organization for 10 years, I believe, yeah, almost 10 crazy. years. And through that, he, that kid has grown so much, too. <laughs> um, like, he's even, like, given back to, like, a lot of our school programs, um, going and being, like, residential teach, like, a resident residency. Have mm -hmm. we had a residency mm -hmm. at a school? Um and seeing, like, the kids who've never danced. Now, now he's going into, like, those communities where kids, they have never even seen dancing in their lives. And just to see, like, Ian dance, they think he's, like, a superstar or, like, a superhero. And with that power, he chooses to empower the kids. Like, what I do, like, you guys can do it, too. You know? And, like, to see the kids kind of now be fearless with dance um, and see their growth progress. I think he gets emotional. And when he shares that story, like everyone else, like you can feel it. Like we're right there with him. Mm -hmm. Like even the shyest kid who has, you know, who it was really hard for him or her to like open up through dance. Like the kid just blossoms and yeah. he can stop. He's like, yeah. he, she can't stop dancing, you know? And like, that's kind of what we like. That's what feeds our soul Yeah, in all different levels. I used to use the metaphor of a dance circle a lot where it's that moment where like a dance circle is forming and you're just like, you're in the circle, but you're like, Oh, I'm not going to jump in there. There's no way, you know, <laughs> but you're kind of like, Oh, I want to, but like, I'm so scared, you know, like, <laughs> people are going to make fun of me and you know, I'm not good enough. Like all that stuff. But the moment that you actually just go in, it doesn't matter how quote unquote good you are, or, like what you look like. It's just the fact that you went in there and that you just expressed yourself and released that. 
for me, that's like a very symbolic metaphor to like EX culture shock. You guys do that on the daily for kids. Mm. You know, I think for a person to experience that, that's, that's, that's monumental, monumental, I think. Yeah. To, to show kids that you have feelings, those feelings are valid and you can express it through physical things too. And they don't necessarily have to be like active, like sports or competitive things it's like it could uh, like it could freely be just like an expression like a creative expression and um you know like take for instance like breaking um break dancing um that in and of itself can look very aggressive and so we use that style to be like hey are you feeling angry like are you feeling frustrated well then like you know like why don't you just try this trick and like kind of throw yourself in the right way this is how you do it give them specific guidelines of how to do the correct style but you know through that release you know whatever you need to release mm. you know and so we kind of try to use different styles of dance to help sh share what they're feeling so mm. if you're ha if you're feeling happy you know like have you heard of locking yeah. you know like <laughs> locking is a perfect style of dance to do when you're just feeling yeah. hella goofy and yeah. like so want to express yourself so you know and yeah. like and then we kind of go into the history of it, like locking, like it came out through like the, the civil rights movement and like, you know, the Af African-American community was just trying to like break out of that. They're feeling a little bit more elevated. Soul Train is going on, you know, like the lockers are being, you know, for, um, penetrating like the, the entertainment industry as dancers, mm -hmm. you know, like there's there are things to be celebrated during that mm -hmm. era, you know, so like that feeling what you felt you still feel it now look let's go long <laughs> go crazy you know like if once you kind of understand the background story of a dance style and the kids understand it and they grasp it and they start applying it to how they're feeling now th i think that's when it gets really really magical because mm -hmm. now you're seeing like the kids really understanding mm -hmm. and grasping what do you think um like if you were to if you were to say outside of what culture shock does what's that yeah like if you're explaining that's the magic for the kids what's the magic for you what's the juice for you what's the oh man the juice the juice is the people do you uh, do you guys watch the prophet <laughs> mm -mm. on nbc or is it on nbc well oh is that the guy marcus lamone uh -huh. he's like an entrepreneur who helps businesses thrive and I the reason why I tell you, yeah. ask you guys this is because he believes in process, people, and procedure. Wait, no, people. Oh, what is it? Product, people, and procedure. Is that what it is? Um, but and with culture shock, I feel like it's. And I personally love doing um, logistical, like organizational things. But it's really hard to execute plans or a vision if you don't have the right people or the product. And I feel like culture shock kind of already provides that for you. And like, and it's such a endless, um, like endless source of it. Mm -hmm. And so it allows me to help kind of carry through everything that I wanted to do for an organization. And I feel like what I feel is such a small pie of what Culture Shock offers. I feel like everyone comes in feeling like I have always wanted to offer or like do service in a certain way. And Culture Shock kind of pr like provides that perfect ecosystem to thrive. And I think once people understand that, um, they're hooked. Like that, I think that's why we have like the biggest, um, like our lowest turnover. 
Like we always have folks come back for like years mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they just kind of understand that it's not just a dance team. Right. Um, it's really just a way to be your better self because you're surrounded by people who also want to be better and want you to be better. And I think that's what also keeps me within culture shock because it gives me this personal safety and reassurance to fail and succeed. Hmm. It's like that perfect like middle point. And I think that's the perfect place to grow. Listening to you, like the slice of the the piece of culture shock in your life and how it allows you to fail and succeed at the same time and mm-hmm. has people believe in this collective mission and you're part of it. So I'm asking like, how does that influence you overall as a human being outside of culture shock and in everything else that you do? I think it gives me um, courage to... Um, to apply myself and assert myself in other facets of my life, whether it's through work or even through family. Um, anytime I feel like I'm, I tend to doubt myself, um, I just kind of carry over the, the support that I always feel with culture shock and kind of use that to propel myself to places that I'm just really uncomfortable in. And I think that is what kind of helped me like kind of grow as a person. And I feel like I've never, expected to gain something like that through like a dance a hip-hop dance team you know and i think that's what's kind of mind-blowing for me and until this day i'm still thinking about that too that concept Mm -hmm. um but that unconditional support um is really what at the end of the day gets me and it also inspires me to help others too and have that unconditional support for uh, for others um, yeah. It's like the thing that's filling your cup so that you can then start to fill other people's cups. Yeah. It fills your cup a lot, I feel like. I mean, I'm sure at times it feels like a lot of work and you're like stressing, but you ob- you clearly love it to be dedicating so much of your life towards what you're doing with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then as someone who found dance, when did you find dance? Like when you were a kid, right? I, I was dancing in my room. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> <laughs> I think we all kind of dance in our yeah, room. Yeah, everyone you know? does yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, something that just always always given me joy. Like, I think I would always dance in my room when I felt really shitty. Mm. You know, like, <laughs> um, like, I just remember watching a music video and kind of, you know, bookmarking it. Like, oh, that's really cool. That gives me that makes me want to dance because when I dance, I feel like I'm releasing or I'm, you know, like feeling empowered, but I always just do it in my room where no one's watching. Mm -hmm. Um, but the moment you start, you know, like joining a dance team and you're performing and you kind of find that community. Um, I personally had to really ask myself like, okay, like something that I used to do to heal myself in a very private setting. Now I'm like kind of showcasing it to everyone. Um, and kind of having to deal with like, okay, now what's the, what's the purpose? Like, why am I dancing? You know, like, is it to, is it because I love it or is it because I want to like inspire others to, you know, come out of their own bedrooms and share, you know, their, and share their, you know, their emotions and release. And I feel like it, culture shock taught me to pick the ladder and choose the ladder for others. Mm -hmm. So using your art to help people 
release and inspire them and kind of have their own dialogue internally. I think that is um, what culture shock helped me reassess. And we are all beneficiaries of that. <laughs> yep. yep. Mm-hmm. In terms of the pies, the pieces of your pie, the slices, your day job is also helping people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You dedicate and volunteer a lot of time with us. You're at most of our community service things. It's pretty phenomenal. I'm going to just acknowledge and recognize you for all that. Thank you. It's fun, though. I feel like, and I hope you guys have fun doing it, too. You know, like, it doesn't feel like work, and I feel like it shouldn't. And at some point, volunteering, you, when, when it's so gratifying, you kind of have, you kind of ask yourself, like, oh, am I supposed to enjoy this this much? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you kind of have this, like, guilt sometimes of, like, enjoy, you know, enjoying Mm -hmm. it. But slowly and surely, like, you know, through, through you guys, especially through EX and through Culture Shock, I'm starting to own more that it's okay to enjoy Mm -hmm. what you give too. And like, you have to constantly, um, like fill your cup to give is like the biggest like lesson that I learned in 2019 or Mm -hmm. 2020 or 2019. After the hip replacement. (laughs) It's interesting because maybe from a lot of people that I talk to, or most people that I talk to and the concept or like the framing and we talk about it a lot, the framing of service, or the framing of giving back. I, I would actually think my guess would be people listen to you say that about the feeling good and the cup being full so you can fill other people's. That's just a guess, but people would be like, Oh, you can feel that way about volunteering. And I think that's, what's cool is because you can, you can speak with the joy of it and you can speak with the stories of it to, to actually illustrate like there's ways and there's avenues and it doesn't have to be so grim or like very downtrodden or like very dreary kinds of ways like, of when we think oh, about service. Yeah. Like, service to you on my knees. It's like, no, yeah. like you can have fun. I'm sure it probably also takes a lot of experience in, uh, doing those things, trying out different ways of service, different things mm-hmm. that, uh, different things that you can help, different ways that you can um, impact the people around you. And there's so many different ways. And we talk about this a lot too of like, you know, we don't have one thing. Like a lot of uh, community service organizations or nonprofits and stuff, they really have one or a few things that they focus on. And I think one of the beauties of the things that we do is that because there's a variety, and you get to try various things, I think then you find mm. one or a few things of, of service that you're, that you're doing, but that you enjoy. Mm. Like, you know, I think there's, there's a lot in trying yeah. lots of different things because there might be that one community you love affecting or just that one act of service that you really love when a lot of people may not get the opportunity to try a bunch of different mm-hmm. things. Mm. Yeah. 100%. I feel like EX, you guys do a really good job of, you know, providing a grab bag of, like, types of services and the way you can um, get involved. And I feel like I take a lot of that inspiration and share it with Culture Shock. Mm. And then a lot of the knowledge that, you know, I gained from Culture Shock, I really want to, like, it's like cross-pollinating, essentially. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how we grow. Yeah. Well, it's all I the same work. And a lot of it, too, is... is um, the fact that 
you know, a lot of times it's the relationship you have with giving and of service, right? Mm. Whereas I remember a lot of times when I was younger, whether it was like high school clubs you're involved with, clubs that you're involved with in college, the that act of service is chosen for you. Mm. You know, hey, our club is going to go to this soup kitchen or our club is going to go volunteer at this thing or paint over graffiti or these things that we didn't really have like a connection to. It was just like chosen for us, right? So the relationship you had to it was someone has chosen something that they're just going to get this group to do for some reason. But as we grow older, I think it's cool because it becomes our choice of service. Right. So mm. I'm like worse. We've, I think one of the ways that we've evolved a lot this year is we've kind of put it in the hands of the people to choose how they want to serve, you know, and we've activated a lot of people to then discover something they like doing and then build upon that when, you know, we didn't really have to do set that up the way that you always did things set up for you when you were younger in, in community service aspects, you know, and now it's, 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 you know, it's the people choosing those things and not being chosen for them. Mm. And I think it's a different relationship with serving that mm. makes it more enjoyable. Dude. Yeah. yeah that's what should stop. <laughs> it is your relationship. And for you, it was growing up, and loving dance and now you found a way to intersect your love for dance with mm. a way of being of service i feel like everyone the, the my theory and i think what we kind of try to model our community service stuff off of is everyone has something that they love and that there is a way to intersect that with being of service or helping others with that thing that you love to do it's just a matter of maybe you, your light has dimmed or like, you know, adulting has made it a lot harder for you to uncover the layers of what that childlike wonder was for you. But you got to kind of dig and find that thing and then find a way to have it be a joyful thing where you're having fun with it. Mm -hmm. Also, I really believe that that's ultimately, I think what our work is, is yes, you can come social, you know, come dance, Mm -hmm. let's party, let's have fun. Yeah, come to like a workshop and like maybe learn a thing or two. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, like I think you said it really great is like, what's that dialogue that you're having with yourself? Mm -hmm. And how can you find a place where you're having a lot of fun, just like helping out, being Mm -hmm. of service? Uh, Obviously, keep like working and stacking your racks and pursuing your dreams, you know, like achieving the goals that you want to achieve, but that yeah, there is like a level of fulfillment. It's, it's not, not, yeah, mutually yeah, exclusive. Not, you have to stop other things to fulfill that aspect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's complimentary. I'm going to spend more time stacking my racks. To be honest, <laughs> it's, I feel like I it's, it's all about what your relationship is to stacking racks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if you notice, our <laughs> tagline is changing. Too. <laughs> we help you find your way of stacking racks. <laughs> racks, baby. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I think I think one too the the interesting thing when I just talk to people is like I think the opportunity to like engage what you think your talent might be like, but then how you engage in a service could be something as as similar as simple as like. I think about the different ways that you could do it and I've seen people do it and, and at events, which is just like, 
looking at all the things uh, geared to the experience and like cleaning out a garbage can, you know, or like picking up empty plates, mm -hmm. like in like relational things, like being self-deprecating so that other people feel more comfortable or acting like the idea of being silly in order to allow people to take their mask off or like mm -hmm. to like just kind of let their guard down like that's that's all part of the the ecosystem into like getting people to be of service like when you talk about different organizations like cross-pollinating i think the more that we get better at like relying on other people's strengths and like mm -hmm. fully resting the weight mm -hmm. on there and supporting with what weight we have like it actually gets easier in the process and it's like I think the hardest part probably first is the trust to give away the trust or to mm -hmm. give away the unknown and then and I, I say this one because of working with like silver stations in mm -hmm. the card game and seeing jenny's design seeing kenny get it manufactured and it's like oh like it's this big boogie this big boogie monster at first when you start because like, we have no clue how does this even create and then you see people that step up because their expertise and their the way that they stack their racks is connected to that and it's like <laughs> they kill it and there's you're like whoa now we have this thing on its way that's going to be a full card game that can realize what we're doing hopefully in a scalable way out to rest of people or and it can affect people's relationships or it can be a tool for them it's like what that's that was way too easy but it but it was those ingredients of like trust and giving it and and allowing them to to run with it but that's, I mean, the fact that you say that it was easy because he would spend long ass nights just like chipping away on his computer, mm. just in his boxers, just like in the dark, <laughs> cool. you know, just create, crafting these like questions, this, yeah. the gameplay, you know, like it was easy, but that's because you found something that you loved to do and it intersected that point. 100%. And I think EIX provides a great, great, like environment to get into flow state mm. that's and i think when you're in flow state work doesn't feel like work you know like you're just going you're you're in your boxers typing away you know like people are designing or whatever your skill sets are that makes you like be your most optimal self um ex definitely like provides that environment where you feel safe and supported enough to get into that flow state right away with other people, you know, and get on that same dimensional, like, like viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where like conversations happen, you know, like that card game, I think was like just a card conversation once upon a time. Right. Just like mm -hmm. a little, like, what if we made a EX board game, card game, you know? And, and for that, small tiny idea of like very different people in that car at that time evolved into like a game like that is so inspirational to me you know like that is so so cool like even just watching from outside in and then that's also inspirational to me like i'm very very inspired to like okay how can i better myself or make sure i'm constantly um in an environment where i feel like i can get into flow state immediately because the faster I can get into flow state, the suit, you know, the faster I can like, you know, mm -hmm. make changes, make differences and like connect. And yeah, it's really interesting in the process of thinking about how I realize how I admire people. It's like a really interesting thing in terms of 
when I look at people's stuff, I'm like, oh, that's so cool how they do that. And, and then I think about how we look at our own things, you know, like, uh, like typing the questions or like, I look at it. Yeah. My immediate thing is to downplay like, uh, we, I thought of questions like these are all questions that people have asked. This is not anything new that people have ever asked themselves, but you know, I could give a butt and then be like, but Jenny created 3d renderings, <laughs> 3d renderings and did all this on Photoshop by hand and, and worked with us by like via video call and everything all the assets she was showing us and like watching her work through her screen share i was like what the hell like she was i, was, I made a comment i was like you're like a gamer you're like a like a on steroids gamer but all for design and just right you know altering redesigning like doing it on the go and that kind of stuff is like i don't maybe that's just the norm to her right, right. but to if she saw you in your boxers, she'd be like, whoa, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, who's who's crazy. watching this guy? This I don't guy think this was supposed to be a video yeah. chat. <laughs> he ate a whole bag of chips and he was in his boxers yeah. and he typed a few words. Uh, like, yeah. I want to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's going to help me get closer with my family. Close state. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But I mean, just watching you or hearing you talk about Silver Stations uh, and how you're like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to you know, contribute. Like, you doubt yourself. Like, even when I talk about culture shock, like, I get really like, mm-hmm. I don't think I should represent the organization. I feel like there's so many different people playing, you know, inserting themselves and getting to that flow state and like contributing in so many ways. But I think that's also sometimes like ego getting the best of mm-hmm. us. And also learning that, like, you know, you have to also be proud of your own work, too. And you bring so much to the table for Silver Stations. You are the soul of the Silver Stations gang. Amen. You attribute it to ego. I was going to ask, like, why do you think that is? Why do we shy away when it's, like, our, you know, something that maybe we should be owning? Or even the idea of, like, being on Instagram more and like recording ourselves talking about things like that's been such a work in progress this year of like just being comfortable with stepping into that. Mm-hmm. But why? Yeah. Ego. I think it's because there's a lot of, there's a lot of training and messaging growing up about, to, you know, talking about yourself too much or, or boasting about yourself too much because as we were like navigating getting older, I think there was a lot of like that was that was something that we were taught to 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 shy away from of like feeling that not feeling the positivity about ourselves but talking about it because we were probably in a in a state of of like bragging and mm. we've carried that over to uh, it's more about like the perception of others. Like, Oh, I don't want people to think we're just talking about ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's why you kind of humbly play down your own accomplishments is because you think, and it's probably subconscious and it's probably ingrained in you that if you do say I'm great at this, or you do say, look at this thing that I've done that that's looked down upon by other people because that's kind of what we were taught when we were younger. But it's so much different now of the things that you're doing, being able to share those things and being able to talk positively about mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. 
not like we're, you're not bragging, but I think it's just kind of a subconscious feeling. You're like, oh, I can't talk about myself or celebrate these accomplishments because, yeah, it's one that we've been kind of trained to not brag about ourselves, and two, a lot of it's too is looking around you and being like, but look, they did, you know. Mm-hmm. There's so many cool things that this person's doing, and this person's doing, and yeah. I'm just like one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. What make what makes my thing worth talking about over those things, but that's just a, a yeah. I think a, something that we've kind of built within ourselves. Yeah, I think it's that. Yeah, I would say it's both. Yeah, the the training plus the ego, where it's like, because I I find people when we're just researching like different accounts or people that share, and I'm, oh, that seems a lot in the line of like how we would share, or how we would the 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 context in which we would share, right and. But at the same time, when okay, we got it. we should record this video. And it's like, oh, uh, <laughs> because in that moment it becomes all all about you, and it's like what, right? That's the that is the that that is the definition of like, if we're doing the work for everybody else. Like why are why are we getting so caught up in ourselves in that moment? For any because I don't think any of us like if we were just like, all right, shoot this video right now, go 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 go. We'd all be like, oh. <laughs> But then there's, yeah, and then examining other people that are just like, like Mike's song. Like, I love Mike's, I love Mike's song's like, stories when he just like hits it and he's like, oh, all right, we're eating this bomb ass food. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. close up, close up. And it's like, there's something about where it's just so earnest and real. And it's like. Yeah. Do you feel a difference in like podcast recording versus like video recording yourself? For sure. For sure. There's a for difference. sure. A huge oh. difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this is much easier and more. It's just, it, it doesn't feel like you're talking to anybody mm, outside mm. of this room. Mm. But when you're on video, it for sure does. Mm. You just know that that's gone somewhere. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's such a weird. It's such that a it's weird. not going to anybody at the actual moment. Yeah. But you're like, mm, this is, I feel really naked right now. Or like, do I have a nose hair sticking out right now? <laughs> this is gonna be really bad. I don't know. It's interesting. He's a filter. I wonder yeah. if, if it has to. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it has to do with the experience on the other end, where if someone's watching a video of you, you're like the prime area of their focus. But if mm. someone's just listening to you, maybe it's a little bit more passive. Yeah. And so uh, you have I that see. subconscious feeling of like they're not examining me. Right. Where yeah. that, that's the feeling I get yeah. when you're making a video. You're like, yeah. I'm going to be examined. What about when you're facilitating? Oh. Facilitating is like flow state. Facilitating is like, get, <sighs> it's like, I think there's an intersection of like when you do it enough, right? To probably be for whatever it is for each of you, if mm. you like where you do it enough where you still feel everything, you still think about everything, you still have those pre thoughts, pre feelings, but the barrier to like get to this point in which like there's value in you doing this and you understand that if you do this and you do it well, like, or you not even well, if you just commit, if you commit fully to it. Yeah. Committing to it is going to have a positive outcome for people. Like that one I'm able to have more clarity on and yeah, maybe. And I also think, uh, yeah, just video wise, like it's changed. I've just changed I've just evolved away from it where like maybe five or six years ago, 
I'd have been like, let's do it, like, bleh, welcome <laughs> to Yikes, like, you know, but now it's, I think being a facilitator, I think the work that we're doing, trying to bridge communities, trying to bridge gaps, it requires more silence and more listening and more mm-hmm. pondering and more reflection. Mm-hmm. And it's less of a reactivity, right? Um, mm. Yeah. And I think we talk about just like, we're not, we're not as like on the hard line stances of anything anymore. As you get older, as you, if you're in a growth mindset, the, the point is to grow. And so you need to acknowledge other mindsets. You need to critically think about those mindsets and why you agree or you don't agree. And like, is there any more information I can receive so that I can become more educated? And a lot of that is just, yeah, like being, yeah. So it's, yeah, so it's less about being an authority on something and maybe more like divining the information and distilling it down. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, facilitating is, in its essence, an interactive process. Like, it takes you to be able to read what's happening and listen, react, adjust. So it feels more, I, I mean... It's, it sounds like it just feels more natural yeah. because you're, it's that relationship you're having with someone in real time. Whereas mm-hmm. content, I feel like is harder because mm-hmm. it's, you don't have that relationship in real time. And I think there's mm-hmm. levers that are supposed to make you feel like you have that, whether that's comments in social media or that's, you know, things that happen after someone consumes that content. But so I feel like facilitation is so, so much like deeper, but it, it, it is a skill set to, for that to be something that you're not uncomfortable with and like putting out an Instagram story is, you know, I feel like that's, that shows just where your head's at, you know, or, and, and, and any of us, a lot of people that we're yeah. around are in that headspace where they become more in that flow state when mm. it's a part of part of the interaction experience there's other things involved there's other inputs Mm -hmm. brilliant yeah because that's that's how i felt when we're doing ig live with for sure like super uncomfortable at first but then it's like oh we're gonna cook it's like all right we're cooking on this (laughs) ig live first time on ex and then but then chavez jumps on and then all of a sudden we're like in the flow of relating with someone yeah right Mm -hmm. and then it just all that goes away and now you're just you're yeah. just talking with Chavez and, yeah. and whoever, you know, Patty or whoever pops up on the comments and it's very much the inputs are in real time. Yeah. I think it's the static. I'm talking to the screen recording this for something. Yeah. I mean, that's just, <laughs> yeah. it, it, I, I, maybe I've just seen it enough or like, maybe that's just like the, my old me that would just like, feels like I would clown. You know, where it's just like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm fucking great day right now. Like, I'll oh, stop. I'm not stopping. Yeah, yeah, hey, take, what's up? Take it's seven. a good yeah. day. Yeah, like, that's like, obviously, if I don't, like, if you can do that, that's a skill set I reckon. But for me, for me, envisioning myself in it just feels really ridiculous for me. For me, like, if other people can do it, like, I know per- I per- appreciate performers and actors. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely appreciate, but envisioning myself in it, it's like, doesn't feel authentic. But then that's why I want to ask you, because Sonia's a master. You're a master IG storyer. Yes. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Like you're seamless. Like when you talk, it's just like, oh yeah, yeah. Like we're continuing the conversation. Like when you're in your car, 
and you're just storing. Yeah. How do you do it? Tell us oh, the secret. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, I guess it's different because when you're, when I'm on, let's say like a culture shock Instagram, the way I talk is going to be really different from if I'm talking from my personal one. Right. So I don't know, like. I just think I'm talking to my friends. I think at, at some point I have to commit. I have to um, be okay that some people aren't going to relate to it. I think when you just kind of lose that attachment to like please other people and just go with like I just have something to say, um, then I think the conversation can get a little bit more fluid. But even for myself, I don't even story that much because I get I get in that mindset sometimes too of like, do I even have something to say? Like, does people even care? But, <laughs> but if you have something that you're that passionate about, where you just want to share it, um, and it goes beyond seeking a, like validation for it, I think that's when it gets. Uh, that's when people, when you know, and when you share that story and people actually relate to it, I think that's where conversations happen. And I think I stri I strive for those conversations, those DMs. We're like, hey, I was really vulnerable. I didn't care if people liked it or not. But the fact that, hey, Bob, you DM me and like you resonated with it. Oh, cool. Like we, we're, we're connecting through social media. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think yeah. that is what's cool about it. The DMs. Yeah, the D sliding like, into the get, DMs. And it's different from comments. Yeah, the, the yeah you're having a relationship, like a <laughs> real-time relationship. That's like, and that I, that's true. Like that, when you make a post that it... I think we all probably have it like where you make a post that's just personal to you mm -hmm. and then the response that people give to you and like you're actually maintaining your this day and age cultivating a relationship mm. via those messages because it's an intimate one to one. Oh, we're people pleasers. Social media can be a great nice. tool to yeah. still connect, you know? Yeah. Like, we're trying, I think that's, we're talking about 2019 as a, as a year, you know, and recapping that, I think that's one thing that we're evolving at for sure is just how we're sharing on online or in mm -hmm. content. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a huge thing that would is a focus of ours for 2020. Um, but I think what I think what we were challenged with for a long time is trying to put out like a one way message like this is who we are. This is what we're doing. We're trying to explain this perfectly so that you understand it. But I think a lot, a, what's cool about how EX in general has evolved is it's so much about other stories. It's so much about activating someone like Ava who has now, you know, helped activate our community to help those migrant families at the border. And, mm -hmm. and just being able to tell her story through content and social media and events and fundraisers and stuff. I feel like it's much easier mm -hmm. than trying to always tell our story. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a natural evolution and mm -hmm. we, it, but it was also purposeful and it was where we were going all along. But I think as soon as we treated telling our story online through that lens, I think it widened up so much and it became so much more. And then it just became, so much of what we do in real life and the events and everything is tailored around that too. Mm. Mm. Shout out to Ava. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting because it can feel 
even I, sometimes I'm at a loss. Like I'll just sign off to. I'll be on the yikes. Yeah, I'll just be staring at it. I should post something. <laughs> I don't know what to post. Like it seems gratuitous to just post anything about our lives because the things that we're connecting to and the people that are doing stuff. I'm like, oh, that. It, it doesn't seem like, you know, like posting something about that or like, oh, here's Earl walking around the house in his Batman costume that we just got him. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know if that's connected, but it's like, but it's part of our journey. But at the same time, it's like, and I think I've erred on the side of like, no, I'll just, I'll just not post. Because I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, even in that growth piece of like, you know, Childlike Wonder is a piece, but then so is this work of like trying to get people more involved in like, is posting a picture like a video of a dog walking in a costume like gonna take away from that work? You'd be surprised. People love Earl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we love you, Earl. We love you, dude. Yeah, maybe there's something with uh, when it comes to posting and being in flow state. Only posting when you're in the flow and it yeah. just comes out. As yeah. long as it feels authentic. Yeah. Like even like Earl walking, it's like oh that that feels very that that trot. Yeah. very childlike wonder it's, yeah. it's singing to me somehow i don't explain exactly why and i can't really explain through the captions i'm just gonna hashtag earl and then yeah. you know there will be people who buy it and connect with it you know sure. like never know as long as it comes from a like a good authentic belly because yeah. i can think of many posts of people that don't give a lot of context mm. and here's like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i like double tap yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're in the world of social media stuff. Oh, yes. And so are you. Man, we're double, with two double, experts right double, now. Yeah, oh. We're in a social media <laughs> sandwich. Social media sandwich. <laughs> it's hard to separate from the work, though. Yeah. It's hard to... It's hard to think about social media, whether it's in my own personal life or mm. how I think about it within the realm of EX and separating that from how I approach and think about it mm. in my work mm. because it's different mm. and I've even found challenges of like I get stuck because I am thinking about it through the lens of how I think about client work mm. you know mm. there's certain parameters or there's certain like there really is a lot of pressure on social media for for clients just because uh, there has to, there's like, you're measured on your outcomes. Right. And so just having that lens and thinking about my own, or my own social media and yeah, social media stuff, I think it becomes very hindering hmm. because yeah. I'm, I'm like trying to think about these like 10 checklist things that probably in this case don't matter. Right. Yeah. Almost and then I'm just paralyzed. like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, by that time, the flow's gone. I'm, by that yeah. time, the flow is way gone. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> I, have nothing. <laughs> I feel <laughs> that one hundo, Kyle. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man. Um, speaking of flow states, can we, can we try something? <laughs> yeah. I just, I, this is random. You're going to flow? Huh? Oh, yeah. Spe- oh. <gasps> no. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, should I? I should say yes. <laughs> I'm going to flow with what I'm thinking here. So uh, I just want to try this. Also, I wanted to eat a chip. But So Uni, have the, so Uni has the headphones on. So you, if you can close your eyes, and then we're going to do, uh, we're all each going to do, we're going to have uh, one person eat a chip via ASMR. Oh, yes. All right, and then you have to guess. 
to guess who's who's eating the chip. Okay. Okay. Let's take. Oh well, yeah, yeah. You can each take one, and then whoever whoever eats it. Get really close to the mic. Well, this break has been brought to you by Silver Station's <laughs> game. <laughs> this game coming out late December <laughs> is a human connection card game that'll change your world. Dun, 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 Silver dun. Stations. Dun. Get into it. Silverstations.com. <laughs> Silver Stations. <laughs> Whoa. Silver Stations. Don't peek. We're gonna get we're gonna get sued. What's it? What's it? <laughs> <laughs> living, living spaces. <laughs> Uh, cue the edit out point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, All right here we go. Close your eyes. Sounds like Kyle to me. <laughs> one sounds like Ray. It must be Sonia. Unless there's Earl in there somewhere. Three for three. Was that three for three? Really? Really? Could you hear what direction it was going from? No. Really? What? Tapped into the flow, dude. I was just what? like, oh. no way. No way. You forget. That's your magic flow thing. Crazy. <laughs> I should have just said Sonya. I'm so <laughs> mind blown right now. Three, four, three. <laughs> I thought it was for sure. You just needed. Yeah. I was like, oh, am I being loud? Whoa. <laughs> Yo. Yoshi. These are good chips. Yoshi. Yoshi. <laughs> Now, the Kyle Deneen's turn. That's right. Actually, the last one was Sonia. Oh, <laughs> got him. Whoa. Got him. Wow. All right, Ray, oh. you're the last one. Uh, I got him. I tried to get him with the rate, the rate change, or like the yeah, rapidness. Yeah, yeah. You kind of got me, but then I felt like I heard you breathing when you were chewing. 
And here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. And, and, and we're, we're back. back. That was a rousing game. <laughs> ASMR, guess who? Mm. ASMR, guess, guess who? Get those kernels. Yeah. Mm. So it could be fun to wrap wrap up. It's been a great, great time together. Wrap up with um, any uh, 2019 takeaways or personal learnings. You know, I thought it was really cool today seeing Lucas's Here and Now sign get posted on the LIB Festival social media. Um, fudge, yes. Fudge, mm. yes, right? Yeah. yeah. Fudge, um, yes. What a reminder. I feel like I've been seeing that here, specifically the Here and Now idea more and more this year. Obviously, be present has been like a theme that I've been exposed to for a while, but talking about flow state, talking about being less in the head and just trying to live like truly in the moment of what is happening at that time. Um, this year, it's helped me to find more peace, day-to-day peace, being less... Just less like disturbed by things not going the way I thought they were going to go or um, concerns that I have or um, when I compare myself to someone else and then how that makes me feel, you know, like those sorts of things have become a lot less. Even when I like I kind of hit ruts throughout the year, I've known my life to be very like like a sine wave, very like up and down, up and down. And, and like especially in my 20s, the downs were like pretty bad. I'd get into some really bad habits. But especially I think turning 30, now in my now in my 31st year, um, I feel a lot more ease in the up and down nature of my life. And I think just focusing on what is is what is supposed to be happening and being less in my head about what I think it should be. Um, a 2019 takeaway has been the here and the now and the power of that for me. Um, 2020 hope would be personally just continuing to cultivate better discipline around habits that I, I know I want to be more sustainable with or like long lasting and to be less up and down. Hopefully I can, um, just find more joy in keeping like that positive habit going longer. Like even meditating, you know, we were holding each other accountable Mm -hmm. for a while, Sonia, Mm -hmm. But I probably haven't sat and meditated in the morning in the last, like, two weeks. Yeah. I don't know if it's the cold weather or whatever, you know, whatever excuses aside. Like, I know I felt so good when I was doing that consistently. Or when I was, like, going to the gym really regularly, I felt so good, you know. But for whatever reason, I'm in a little bit of a lull. So hopefully just holding on to the feeling of knowing how good I feel and letting that sustain, that joy of feeling that way sustain me longer. I hope, because then I think that ripples into just how I show up at work or with e-ikes or when I'm relating in relationship with people, just being my best self. Yeah, those would be my two. Put you. <sighs> Thank you. So for my 2019 year, I mean, there's a lot of different sections or stages of the year you know just even just like seasons are different you know there's 
summer usually has so much going on that it's hard to pause and reflect or holidays are usually that kind of way too and spring is usually like something every weekend so it's hard to it's hard to build in like personal time but yeah I've definitely just tried to uh or what I've learned really is is how to more kind of be okay with like not doing something at the moment or Mm. not doing like everything that you could in that moment whereas like I would all I I'm still like this too but I would always think like that event that I just went to or that you know even just that time after work or that Saturday or whatever it might be there's there was a lot of always feeling like oh I could have done more I could have connected with more people or Mm. I I just spent some out you know a couple hours doing nothing or I have something coming up and I could be better prepared for it but I waited so long to start preparing for those things or, mm. I, you know, you're even like late on things and stuff just because, and then you really kind of, I personally would really kind of get down on myself about those things. It's just like, oh, I could have started that earlier. I could have done more at that thing or more to contribute to that thing, but definitely learned a lot more about how to just kind of be okay with the times of not doing something or not doing as much as possible. Um, which is, you know, it's, it's a good thing sometimes to just not always put so much pressure on yourself. Uh, but I also resonate a lot with what Alex was saying in terms of the being present. I think a lot of times my mindset is so stuck on looking forward to the next thing. Even when I'm doing something really important or fun or captivating, I'm still, like, looking towards that next thing. Um, and so I've definitely learned a lot about just be like no like look around you this is what's going on and probably forcing myself to be a little bit more energetic about like just going up and randomly talking to people and not settling in people I already know or um or not like disconnecting from something that's happening because I'm just like in my mind thinking about something that's happening tomorrow or the next day or whatever yeah uh so next year I think there's going to be a lot more of that it's going to be I'm going to have to be more present and enjoy more of the little moments and enjoy moments of doing nothing because it's going to be a lot of transition next year. Mm. Lots of things will change. Um, and so really welcoming in all those new changes. They're all going to be awesome changes. And then, but just still enjoying all the moment and not, I think it'll help with those things not coming up too fast in my life because I will have like spent more time just like enjoying each moment, you know? Um, whereas sometimes in the past, like these things that I'm looking forward to, these big events, these big trips, these big work events, whatever it might be, they always came and went so fast. And I always get that feeling of like, man, that went by faster. How come that's already over? Um, and in order to avoid that feeling, I think continuing down that, that path of, always soaking in the moment, enjoying the moment, even if it's not like everything that you could be doing off your list, you know, just connecting with people more one-on-one reconnecting with people more. Like that's, I think that's going to help slow things down a little bit as everything else speeds up around me. Oh, wow. wow. Savoring. 
Savor. Just savoring it all. Savor. Savor. <coughs> like those dill pickle chips. <laughs> you do so much, Kyle. So mm-hmm. Yes. So Yokshi to that. Yeah. Yokshi. Yokshi to that, man. Yeah. <laughs> part of that is like, that feeds into the, if I'm not doing something, then I'm like, oh, well, I could be doing something because I'm always doing something. Right. It, it like it's a perpetual cycle. Oh man, relate, man. Relate. I don't feel I don't feel like that because I, because I feel like I don't do a lot. It's right. more like, I know I can do a lot. So when I'm not doing something, then I'm just like, yeah. I'm always like, man, there's gonna be that one weekend day where I do nothing. It's gonna be so nice. I can't wait. I've been looking forward to that. It's on my calendar, and then it comes, and I'm like, I gotta do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why am I sitting here? <laughs> Such a bum, dude. You can't watch a yeah. whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Even Netflix and chill. You're like Netflix and chill. Yeah. 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 Support you. <laughs> yeah. Support me being a bum. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think this this year, um, you kind of very relatable, by the way. Of, I'm kind of a control freak where I feel like I have to just do like tangible things if i can do it if it's in my control i'm gonna do it and like and i get into this tunnel vision of just um trying to do everything myself but 2019 kind of taught me that sometimes you don't have to do and you can kind of pause and other things and other people or even just unnatural like universe hocus pocus things will happen where it'll just kind of um, finesse its way and it be much and it ends up being a lot better than what you have or had originally planned in your head and so 2019 was kind of learning how to let go and support the environment and I think I learned a lot just from that alone Um, and so for 2020 I think I want to, very similar to Kyle, um, stop putting so much energy into like just doing and trying to go from zero to like 80 miles per hour, but like be okay with like starting off with a slight jog, you know, and like kind of running for the, like shooting for the marathon. Um, and in that regard, being okay with having more conversations with yourself. Because I think sometimes I tend to like use work to distract myself because I want to feel productive um, but I think I find I'm starting to realize that you can still be productive productive by not really doing much but just kind of reflecting more internally and then using that energy to then connect with yeah exactly what Kyle said using that energy to connect with someone you haven't really connected to, with before especially being um, a director on culture shock I think I got so caught up in like the task items that I started um, distancing myself from like the company members a lot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now that I'm starting to trust the process, um, that's something that in 2020 I really want to strive for is to make those connections again. Hmm. Yeah. Is that interesting how like the task makes you pull away from the human connection? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you only have, (coughs) at least in my experience, you only have so much capacity. Right. So you're putting more of the capacity in the doing of the tasks Mm -hmm. and not the building of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm 
and it can feel isolating at times, you know, but, and then you kind of have to ask yourself, like, do I like this isolation? Is this a healthy isolation? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so finding a good balance, I think. Yeah. It's hard because a lot of times the task is the easier thing. Mm. That's I could step out and force myself to go connect with someone or force myself to go do something that I've been putting off. Mm-hmm. But I also need to do these four things that are pretty easy. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to spend my time doing these four things. Yes. Or I do nothing and then get mad that I didn't do those four things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the dot. I think mine is usually every year I'm, I'm usually pretty good about like, oh, this is my year wrapped up. And like, this is exactly what I know from the year. And I think this year is more is one of those teaching me and like letting me know that I'm I'm I've had this feeling in prior times in my life where I don't know exactly what's ha- like where it's all going and what's all happening and I the messaging I'll tell myself is like the reason you don't know is because you're learning something right now that you haven't previously learned. So therefore you're in a state of like, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. And I think being okay with like, you know, aging for me and like just being like, you know, like if you look around at people your age, they have a certain amount of things figured out that should be set. Right. And obviously that's a construct in my own mind, but that feeling of that kind of going through 2019 has been very much a year of um, releasing things, releasing notions about myself that I think I've built over the years and like have created narratives for myself and to just be like, man, it's okay. You're a fucking complex human being. And like you have shit that you're figuring out and you have shit that you're trying to sort out and you can take steps back and, you can work on that relationship with yourself. And I think even for me at the end of this year, it's like you can rely on other people to like help you figure that out more. And I think, yeah, like one of my big takeaways, like that's really current right now is like, I'm going to, I'm going to go see a therapist. Like I'm going to go like work and talk with somebody that's going to help me like work out what I'm like thinking. Cause a lot of these thoughts are, is, it can get very compounding cause I'm just naturally a overthinker. And mm. as I've gotten older, like, Cause I know I've got the flow state down, like the flow state. I, I lived in flow state, you know, for all my years. And I didn't, I just was like, let's just do what feels good. And like, let's keep doing that. And, you know, and I think that's the beauty of like my, my personal journey with any and having received that. But I also, as I get older, I'm like able to be more logical, rational, and like more critical about things. And I think I'm trying to marry those two things right now in a, in a space that, it's not ready yet. It's not, it's not fully baked yet where those can be, um, married. So they kind of like hit the, hit the wall sometimes and you're like, and it's, it's okay though. It's okay. And it's, I think that's the one thing I'm going away encouraged with it in 2020. Like the hope is that that flow state that I'm learning what I need to know right now internally and do the work internally and acknowledge the work that I need to do so that when 2020 comes and we, it requires something, that will come from silver stations and the work that we do that will require a full flow state that, you know, for me to dive in fully as a whole being, like I'll, I'll be, 
I will do that. And I'll do that knowing that when those days are over, I'm okay with myself and I'm feeling good about where I'm at. So, yeah. I support you, nice. Ray. Yeah. 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 Nice. Hell yes. It's been pretty uh, nice to be around someone that just gets in flow state that easily. I know. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> it's just that easy. That's oh. <laughs> because I'm around Oh, I woke up in flow state yeah. today. I don't know. Dang. Like, I look at flow state of, like, when I look at it in terms of just in the ecos- ecosystem of EX, like, everybody's, right? When we're talking about facilitators, like, you all are facilitators of the physical space, of the logistics, mm-hmm. you know, of of the of the support of like what like it's it's wild to me it's like what do you well, what do you want to do like what do you think we should do like what do you like and to just have that be like oh like oh really like and then to know that there is a, a level of like unworthiness that i feel at times right because of the because i have a i have a i have a strength in one area but then I have like I'm very I can recognize my own self that I have a severe lack in many other areas. Like I I'm strong in some and in some areas I'm like I'm not really sure even how I would improve upon that, you know. And then I like look at like Strengths Finder and like it's like don't worry about where you suck. Like just rely on people that are really strong. But yeah, like I've always known that I'm like heavy in certain places. But I think that like I I'm a person who wants more balance as I'm getting older mm-hmm. and I can't. I'm recognizing that I'm like, whoa, I need to like, how many of you a balanced human being if I'm lacking in so many areas and then like, you know, I can look at all my friends that have very balanced lives and there's like a, there's a flow to that, that I'm like, I want, I kind of want that flow. So then I feel like I'm kind of operating backwards or I'm operating in a space of like, how do I, now how do I do that? How do I, how do I manifest that into my life after practicing it for one way for most of my life so but I, I also think like that's totally fine i think i'm at that point where, like it's all good and like the one mistake i not a mistake not, not at all a mistake but the one thing i would do is completely validate myself via community mm. community via yeah via my friends via every and like this year has been like dude everybody's an individual on their own path coming via their choice to be a part of this community and everybody comes away from this when events are done and like goes through their own life and goes through their own shit and like yeah i think releasing that and like figuring out myself outside of that has been like that's been the process for 2019 yeah yes yes but it's pretty nice to be on a team yeah like one the four of us and the extension of whoever else comes out to things it's like i'm always just amazed by what we're able to achieve where I'm like, oh, sh- like, can't even fathom doing anything like this on my own, or what that would be like to even be trying to do this with other people. That like, you're doing it because you're paid to be a part of it together, mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. like, there's just like a gritty like, I'm gonna do this because I love you and I believe in this sort of coming together. Yeah, it's pretty. I feel so lucky. <laughs> yeah. It makes me so happy to know that I see you all like contributing and shining and like leading and, you know, sacrificing so much and like also gaining so much from EX. But just hearing like 
your personal journeys of 2019 and then how you would like to execute 2020. Like, I'm really happy to hear that there are still things that like you're also taking care, like you're taking care of yourself too, you know, because I think that's something that as, you know, as an EX member looking at our leaders, I always want to make sure our leaders feel, you know, supported and they're filling their cup. And, but you can't, other people can't fill your cup. You have to fill your own cup, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's good to hear that we're all kind of on that same path too. I support you all. Support. 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 Sonia Park, everybody. Sonia Park, everybody. Real quick, are there any tickets left for the immersive? Oh, you know what? No. (laughs) Sold out. Wait. Sold out. Uh, What? Uh, We are sold out, but if you need tickets, let me know. Ha ha. Heard it here first. Yeah, it's podcast 20, yeah. 27. <laughs> it's, it's too late. If you're hearing this, it's too late. The yeah. show was great seven years ago. Great. Eight years ago, it was great. You can find her at, at Puka. Uh, that's P O O O K A. Yeah. Three that's O's. three O's. Like she talked about earlier, she's down to build that relationship in the DMs. So, hit her up. Come on, Coupon code. Yikes in your pocket. I heard you got some tickets to immersive. I think I've got it. This podcast is brought to you by Immersive Dance Show. Culture Shock LA bringing you something like you've never seen before. Come in. The experience is different every time. That's for sure, Let's get to work.